are you struggling with remembering anatomy and are really confused on how to retain things and what is their relevance anatomy is the most dreaded subject for many first year students many find it to be a really information intensive and fact based subject in this episode we'll burst this myth and find the logic in anatomy and bring out the beauty of this subject so let's get right to it Hello dear listeners this is Aditya Singh final year medical student at All India Institute of Medical Sciences Raipur and it's been a while since i've seen you guys but here i am again with another episode finally after such a long time and today we'll be discussing about one of the most dreaded topics one of the most dreaded subjects in first year that is anatomy now when you see books of physiology or biochemistry which are the first year subjects you just got one or two books that you can refer to to the entire year but anatomy has nine books and such vast amounts of content that you need to learn in just one year now this content usually includes your gross anatomy embryology histology osteology radiology and partly some surface anatomy so all of these constitute a lot of information that you need to retain so without further delay let's get right to it so first of all i want to emphasize the fact that anatomy is not like other subjects you cannot just mug up anatomy and excel at it anatomy is something that is very much visual because the more you see the more you'll understand and the more you'll retain if you try to go around and remember attachments and insertions and relations of different organs then you're going to be stumped because that is not how it is meant to be retained what anatomy aims is to create a visual image inside your head of the various systems the various organs the various structures that are in our body so that you are familiarized with them now having said this some people have an added advantage in this subject because they have more of a visual kind of memory so you guys can go ahead and check what kind of memory you have what kind of learning methods that you use or are adapted to using this questionnaire called as wark questionnaire v a r k you can go to google and just find out what kind of uh, learning method suits you and if you are a visual learner then anatomy is going to be really easy for you so now let's move into anatomy proper so i would like to start with explaining embryology so this thing that needs to go into your heads is that embryology is the mother of anatomy everything that has been formed from a single cell that is zygote into a multicellular organism that is the human body is made through embryology and if you understand how the various structures are formed how they have went into development and evolution over time then you can re- easily relate them to gross anatomy and it becomes so much more easier to retain things and also brings in logic to a subject that is usually considered as more factual than a logical subject but this is totally totally wrong anatomy is extremely logical if you go into the embryological development of every structure now when you go about reading embryology 
instead of trying to learn at what week what structure develops or uh, what happens at what time you should remember it as a story and imagine things moving around for example the looping of the heart tube the rotation of the gut the rotation of the limbs the upper limbs laterally and the lower limbs medially so that they acquire their anatomical position and if you know this story if you know this image in your head embryology becomes so much more easier you should also go ahead and use various animations that are available on youtube which will again emphasize on the visual aspect of embryology clinically embryology is important in aspects of agenesis and dysgenesis of various organs in different diseases for example in pharyngeal arches you can have uh, the treacher collins syndrome with the first arch syndrome and agenesis or stenosis or such and such diseases can be related to embryology and now that we are done with embryology let's move into what we all read that is gross anatomy because gross anatomy includes upper limb lower limb abdomen thorax head and neck and neuroanatomy and reading about all these different structures seems very daunting but if we look at it from a broad spectrum from from a bird's eye view for example we will see that all of these organs are part of the same body and everything is interconnected something that goes through the thorax will eventually either go into the abdomen or the upper limbs anything from the abdomen might eventually go into the thorax or the lower limbs everything that is in the head will mostly stay in the head except for a few things which go into the thorax so everything is connected and instead of reading them as segregated topics you should try and correlate structures as to where they are moving from a particular part to a different part and the crux of remembering anatomy is drawing diagrams the more you draw the more you will retain by visual learning and you can see various sections and relations and try to correlate all of them together you can also use these apps which have 3d anatomy models in them and then you can better visualize different structures and their relations to each other now you what you can also use are different atlases of anatomy for example netter's atlas of anatomy which is a really really well drawn book with accurate diagrams and netter's atlas is really helpful now what you should also inculcate in the beginning itself is the language of anatomy because describing structures in anatomy has its own method of description regarding relations of superior inferior anterior posterior dorsal ventral or lateral medial or median or sagittal coronal and all these names are really important uh, in regards to you writing an answer because these will help you communicate what you want to to the examiner in a much better way another thing that can make gross anatomy a bit more bearable and easy would be finding out the meanings of different words used in anatomy for example thyroid means a shield so the thyroid cartilage is like a shield over the larynx and coronary in coronary artery means like a crown so corona means a crown so the artery is set like a crown over the over the heart so that is how this different things have their origins in latin and greek and 
by understanding the meanings of why these words were given to particular structures can be really helpful in anatomy. I'll be making separate episodes on how to approach different parts of gross anatomy, including upper limb, lower limb, abdomen, thorax, head and neck, and uh, neuroanatomy in particular. But this is what the gist of learning gross anatomy goes. And moving on to the subjects which are derived from gross. So when you look at things grossly, you have to go into the microscope. So histology becomes a part of uh, subsection sort of for gross anatomy and many of us are really confused about how to identify slides and how to look at slides because a lot of people very very frequently mistake the slides to be something else and that is very common so to go about histology you should first view a slide in always scanner view that is 4x the more magnification you get the lesser information you are providing yourself with a scanner view is the best view to identify the slide the more you zoom in the less you get so before a histology class you should look at diagrams look at images look at uh, pictures of various slides and then go ahead and look at those things in the microscope and try to correlate that and then make the diagrams in that way these would be much easily consolidated Again, you can also use Anki by clicking pictures and putting them into Anki flashcards and then just driving those images into your head. That would be histology. Now moving on to osteology. Now bones are not a segregate entity. Bones are always connected to something or the other. Either bones are connected to themselves or they have muscles attached to them which are in different compartments of muscular compartments. And then each compartment will have uh, an artery and a vein and a nerve supplying it. So you should not study osteology as a separate entity. But while you are reading muscular attachments and insertions and muscular actions, it is at that moment that you should correlate it with the bones and the diagrams of the bones and the actual bones in the dissection hall. And that way it would become much easier for you to retain osteology. You can also draw things onto the bones using chalk of different colors. And that would again drive in that visual learning of anatomy. Sometimes even the attachments of the muscle themselves will tell you if the contraction of muscle which will lead to what kind of movement at the joint. And you can just imagine that right away instead of memorizing it. Now, subsections of anatomy are also radiology partly. So you can you have to look at a few X-rays or a few uh, contrast X-rays with skygrams and how to describe them. But these are mostly majorly part of orthopedics as a subject. Uh, but you just need to have a basic understanding in anatomy, just relating and knowing what structures you see on a skygram and what are actually present there. Nextly, we also have surface anatomy. So there are these small sections in books like Vishram Singh or your BD Chaurasia. Though I would highly recommend Vishram Singh as he integrates osteology, radiology partly and uh, even histology and embryology into his book. So uh, Vishram Singh is according to me a more high yield book in comparison to BD Chaurasia. Now, surface anatomy is the relation of the structures which are deeper in the body and trying to mark them on the skin itself. 
so basically identifying where the liver is by just marking it over the skin or where the heart is where the borders of the lungs are so these are more important as part of surgical anatomy as you will be learning about various approaches to different uh, organs and parts of the body and various landmarks which you will use to identify different structures so that is more of a surgery aspect but this is uh, Im- this implies importance in anatomy also now talking about some high yield Uh, methods of understanding anatomy so first of all you should definitely never miss your dissection halls because and in the dissection hall you will actually get to see what you're reading and believe me uh, you would never be going into the dissection hall after you leave first year it is only the first years who get the privilege of entering the dissection hall and getting the hands on dissection on the cadavers and believe me the part that you have dissected yourself will always always be in your mind and you would never be confused about the anatomy of that part so never miss your dissection halls nextly you should definitely use anki for space repetition and active recall there's this deck called dope anatomy deck which is really useful and helps to drive in anatomy using netters flash cards and you should definitely go for it again one is one thing which is more important is clinical anatomy so we are not becoming anatomists by doing mbbs we are trying to understand anatomy so that we can apply it in clinics and that is why learning about clinical anatomy the clinical relevance of different parts becomes paramount in anatomy instead of going into details of variations in different structures so whenever you write an answer in the examination always always include clinical anatomy into it and that is why anatomy has been included as a subject the books that i would recommend for anatomy would be vishram singh for majority of the gross anatomy neuroanatomy by vishram singh then histology by ib singh and again embryology by ib singh try to get the older editions of embryology by ib singh because those are really concise and small and for radiology and osteology and surface anatomy vishram singh must be sufficient so i think that would be enough do not go into uh, books like gray's anatomy because those are really intensive and are meant for core anatomy and that is not what we are aiming for here so that is it from my side uh, thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed the episode hope you learned something if you did definitely do subscribe and uh, new episodes will be released every other sunday and hopefully i'll be much regular into this i do have my exams approaching soon but i hope i will be able to make up with the schedule and uh, you can follow us on instagram at the rate the beta waves medico or email us at the rate the beta waves medico at the rate gmail.com i will also be having a special q and a session on account of we achieving uh, 1000 downloads so i request you to send me questions that you'd like me to answer and i'll definitely try to involve them into the next episode so thank you for listening and bye bye